RadioInfluence.com. Hey guys, welcome into the A Place for My Head podcast. He's Brandon Thompson. My name is Jerry P. Tuck. Brandon, how the hell are you, brother? I think I open up the show every time just like that when you ask me that question. I'm I'm hanging in there, man. I've been better, but I'm hanging in there. Here's the big question. Are we open yet? No, not yet. Not yet. How soon? Next week. Okay. I hope. Again, the Machine Shop Barber Company. <laughs> Downtown St. Petersburg, Florida. 915 Central Avenue. And yes, I'm doing this all off the top of my head. I'm not reading shit. How about that? A guy that has no memory pulling this out of his ass. I'm very proud of you. So am I. So am I. Make sure you go check it out. Do you have a day yet, or, or is it still kind of up in the air? No, it's it's. I don't want to say it's kind of. It's up in the air slightly. I mean, we're getting we're getting we're grabbing it from the air more and more each day. But uh, there's a couple of things that are just like kind of hindering the process, and they're little things. It's not like they're major things. So, I mean, once once I get those in place, the doors are gonna fly open. Beautiful. Um, so, I mean, everything else has been great though, man. I got a great team, a lot of positive attitudes, and. Everybody's really super stoked and excited to you know be a part of this project. It's it's pretty cool. That's awesome. And and where can they find everybody? Find it on social media. Uh, Instagram is at machine shop barber and machine shop is the website and as well as Facebook. Facebook is at machine shop barber as well. Well, it's just that forward slash thingy machine shop barber. Okay. Okay. Cool. Facebook. And and as soon as you have a dead set plans, I'm sure. It's going to be posted everywhere. So make sure you follow it everywhere uh, on social media that you can. And, you know, last week, you know, Brandon talked about all the changes going on in his world. And, you know, I kind of alluded to some changes going on in mine. And I couldn't really get into much of it last week uh, simply because they weren't dead set, ironclad, you know, lead pipe done. You know, it wasn't done yet. Uh, Now it is. And, uh, you know, it's funny how life turns out sometimes. Um, you know, I can honestly say for the first time since 1998, I am collecting a paycheck from something on radio and unbroadcast related. Mm-hmm. How crazy Boys. is that? Making moves, bro. Making moves. 22 years of nothing but radio and broadcast and your boy has a new 9-to-5 gig, um, which is a crazy-ass transition for me. Um, and, and before I get into too much of that, um, you know, everybody knows that I'm, I'm you know, part owner of Radio Influence. Um, you know, I'm Jason Floyd, my business partner, and I, you know, we're the two driving forces behind the company. And my role in, in Radio Influence has not changed at all. So, you know, I'm still... Which also means this show will go on. Oh, oh, this show was always going to go on. But, um, you know, that just means now instead of just doing radio influence, I had an opportunity that would, uh, you know, really greatly affect my family that I couldn't pass up. And, and I had to hop on it and take it. So uh, your boy's going to be busy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I actually started this this last Wednesday and. You know, I kind of chuckled when I, I spoke to the the new manager and, and you know, I, I guess essentially, for lack of a better term, my new boss. Uh, and, and I kind of laughed. I said, you know, I've never had a nine to five job before. Yeah. <laughs> and she just kind of she just kind of looked at me. I said, lady, look, you don't understand, you know, radio and, and broadcasting you know, it's not, it's not set schedules, you know, it's like, you know, you're, you're working 70, 80 hours a week. And I, I just kind of laughed and said, I've never had a nine to five job before. And I'm not going to know what to do with myself working just 40 hours a week. And yeah. then I thought about it. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not really working just 40 hours a week because I'm doing the radio influencing too. But it, it's still that that hardcore responsibility of being somewhere f- just forty straight hours, and yeah. <clears throat> you know I don't know if if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. And and you know my wife was joking; she's like, you know, it's gonna it's gonna free up some time, and you know the the set schedule is going to be good for you. 
And I laughed. I said, well, yeah, it's going to be good for me, but is it going to be good for you? <laughs> mm, I, I don't know. I don't know what that's like at home. Like, I, it takes you out of the home a lot if you're home a lot, but it does create, you know, structure in your life if you didn't have the best structure in your life. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say that I would think that you didn't have it, but it's funny that you are going to the, the corporate nine to five world kind of thing. And you're and leaving I, it. And I'm left, left 25 plus years of it to go do the barbershop thing and the owner thing. So we're on different, uh, we're in the same spot, essentially, if you think about it, but we're in different realms of the universe now. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. You know, it's crazy. It, it's a great opportunity. And, and again, you know, it's something that's you know, really going to benefit my family. And, you know, it was just too good of an opportunity to pass up. But, you know, at the same time, all I've ever known is radio and broadcasting. So it's right. like, you know, it, it's, it's the whole fear of the unknown thing going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm excited about it, but I'm scared to death about it all at the same time. Because much like we talked about last week, you know, change can be good and change can be bad. And, you know, I am not one that handles change well. You have to embrace it, man. Have to embrace it. You can't grow without change. Well, yeah, but again, that that's not how my head works. And I know a lot of people right. in, in this world it. work that way. Easier said than done. I'm not saying that I'm like, it's easy peasy for me. I'm not even open yet. I'm scared shitless. <laughs> oh, dude. I, you know, I, I, I joked when, when we launched Radio Influence back in 2015 that, you know, when it comes to me, that's the biggest step I had ever taken in my life. Because the, the biggest leap of faith, because, you know, I, we've talked before, I'm not exactly one that has the most confidence in myself. I, I'm great when it comes to everybody else, but, you know, myself, it's just not there and it's just the way I'm wired. But, yep. you know, this is this is along those same lines because it's an unknown world to me. Yeah, no, it, I mean, and likewise, you know. Uh, for almost six months now, I've just been building this place and building a staff and a team and and buying shit left and right. I mean, that's really, I've just been spending money for six weeks or six months almost. And I haven't seen the other side of it when the doors actually open. So um, I haven't really got there yet. That's also the fear of unknown. So yeah, man, we're both, we're both in it. Yeah. We're, but, but we're in it to win it. We're going to win it. I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I fucking hope so. Um, <laughs> I hope you do too. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that's that's kind of what's been going on with me. I, I kind of uh, hinted to some things uh, last week, but I I couldn't really get into it. And uh, anybody that follows me on social media, I, I posted earlier in the week basically what I just said about just going through this whole change and. I, I thought I was going to be a lifer in, in broadcasting and now I'm not in it. And you know, that, but that, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? That security blanket that I've always had of, Oh, yep. I know what I'm doing. That's gone. Not really. Uh, I'm doing really. stuff I've never done before, but you're a talented person and you still have the mic whenever you need it for the shows and stuff. So, well, yeah, 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 yeah. It balances you, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And hopefully I don't lose my ever loving mind. So, uh, (laughs) that, yeah, but that's, you know, we, we talked about change and I thought last week I was going to be able to talk about it a little bit and I couldn't. So yeah, that's, what's, what's kind of been going on with me. And, you know, last week, obviously we talked about change and dude, let's talk about something that hasn't changed. Unfortunately, and yeah, you know, this COVID nineteen thing is it's it's driving everybody <sighs> everybody insane. And I mean, people that I I really respect and and admire and you know kind of uh, look to as mentors, they're losing their shit now because it's yes. just so stressful and it, it just it doesn't seem to be letting up. It's not going away like it was supposed to. It's so fast, but. It spreads so fast, but yet it's just lingering. Like, and then all the conspiracy theorists out there and politicizing it, and that's the I'm thing. That's the thing mask. that's driving me up a wall. Is, is the, me too, man. And, and here's the thing. And you know, we've talked about this before. You know, it's like there's so much misinformation out there that so you know, much. I, I hear I hear people say, "Well, you know, how can you argue against science?" 
But the problem is... What science? Well, but the problem is the scientists are politicizing it now, too. Yep. So, you know, just like a good accountant can shuffle numbers around for the IRS, they can make these studies say whatever they agenda they have too mm-hmm. so it's so, like 90 percent opinionated if you will right yeah so it feels if, yeah so if you can't believe the quote-unquote experts and everybody's saying something different where do you go for your info <laughs> and i think that's part of the problem of what's going on and why everybody's tripping out about all of this right there, there's no good info out there and and you know to be fair you know, it's one of those things in my mind that, you know, this is something new. I mean, this is something that, that we've, we see at once every hundred years or so. You know, at the last time we saw it was 1919 with the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know anybody that was around in 1919. In my mind, and, and again, I'm not trying to get all preachy here, but, you know, there's nowhere to get good, solid information. And I think that's part of the problem. No, I agree, and because it's everything's opinionated, it's this country is like so divided that no matter what we're talking about, it's either yes or no, black or white, uh, divided completely. I'm not going to wear a mask because they're my rights, and I'm going to wear a mask because I just care about people. I mean, it, it's it's truly sad, and um, you know, I know it's weighing on people, and which is why, like, I wanted to bring something up that not. You know, I get alerts how many people died in Florida. I get alerts how many people contracted the virus in Florida. Uh, who's winning the race when it comes to number of of uh, infected, you know, uh, residents or citizens, you know, or residents of any state. You know what I mean? And it's like, it, and that's what I hate about the news, man. It's, it, I hate negativity all around. I mean, that, if me and my wife get in fights ever, it's it's about negativity. It's like, just run away from me because I just don't need it. Um, and then she quickly realizes that's not the way to talk to me. You know, we can do it another way. But, you know, that's like a five-minute picker for a second. But I just hate negativity, and that's all the news is. There's never, there's never any positivity like... I, I could even think of, I mean, helping the community and stuff like that and doing community events. Yeah, sure. But it's just such a small fraction. Yeah. But it. right now there aren't even any community events to get behind. So my, exactly my point, like one thing that no one's talking about is the youth. And I'm not talking about like our kids, like my six year old, five, she's almost six, five year old um, going to school. Like she was supposed to be there already. Now they're pushing it back uh, mm. to the end of August. Um, and it's like, they give us three, I think it was like three, Three options like, hey, uh, school from home uh, via like, you know, an iPad or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, then there, I don't even remember the second one was, or go, have her go. And I'm like, I'm not going to deprive her of, 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 of possibly remembering what kindergarten was like. Right. Um, and it's like, does my kid have to wear a mask? Yeah. Okay. Well, teachers, guess what? Teach. Tell them why. Make them wear the mask. <laughs> Make them understand. Okay, and, I, I, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here because uh, I've got a friend. I've got a couple friends who are school teachers. One of which is a kindergarten teacher. So it's kind of ironic you mentioned that. And, sure. And she's like, you know, I I, I want to get back to normal too, but when kids are that age, when they're high school age, it's a little easier to say, "Hey, Slappy, put the mask on." But you know. Kindergarten and, and elementary school kids don't understand what's going on. Hell, we don't understand what's going on, so they sure as hell don't. You know, mm-hmm. but to try to get a kindergarten kid to stay focused on their studies is tough enough. Now put a mask on them, too. This may sound a little brutal, but that's the gig they signed up for. Oh, it's no, no. Well, nobody signed up for this pandemic. <laughs> nobody signed up for the pandemic. But you signed up to teach kindergartners. You don't know what to expect during a regular day in class, whether you're trying to make them color, trying to make them read or or, 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 or write in between lines, color in between lines and stuff like that. It's no different than saying, wear pants, wear pants. You have to wear pants. In fact, at her day daycare, if she wears a dress, she can't have like her girl undies or anything like that. She just wears shorts. Mm. And that's on us. To make sure that happens so she shows up in case they're playing and whatever. And I think that's perfect. But it's that's no different than saying, like, wear a mask. I mean, wear a mask. Their teachers teach them why. I, I just, I really, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Does that fall on the teachers or does that fall on the parents? 
uh, at school, it falls on the teachers at home. It falls on, on the parents, you know? Um, I think if you, if you, if you get a medical mask that's blue and just standard and whatnot that are kind of like throwaway ones, you know, they're not interested in it. Uh, my, my daughter happens to love, um, you know, little mermaid and mermaid mermaids in general and just stuff like that. Let her pick it out and be proud of it and interested in it. And she started wearing it inside the house just for fun. Wow. So it's not hard. Just give it a little bit of effort. Give it just a little bit of effort. So if, if you have a teacher that's concerned that, Hey, the pandemic is crazy. How am I going to get a kid to wear a mask the entire time? You're not going to get them to wear a mask the entire time. I mean, they're probably going to pull it down here and there and stuff like that because they don't have the discipline that adults do. But you, I mean, that's just, it's it's the same thing with, with teaching. And I just, I, I could talk about this for a long time. I just, I, I wholeheartedly do not, do not, um, do not agree with that, that stance from a teacher. Well, the other, the other angle that, that, you know, the conversations that I had with, with some of my teacher friends were, you know, kind of went down the lines of, you know, most of the kids, you know, come from decent backgrounds and, you know, have parents that are attentive and, and on top of things, but all kids carry germs. And, mm-hmm. you know, the kids that are, you know, are underprivileged and, you know, their families aren't doing well, they're struggling financially, they're struggling everything you know, might not be, I hate to put it this way, but I will, you know, might not just might not be as clean as some of the others. No, I agree. And, but that's up to the public schooling system. You know, there, they, those, those kids, you know, have every given right to be, you know, schooled, go and learn. So when they get there, put protocol into place, like everybody else is like, if it's, if it's uh social distancing, if it's, um, uh, going into a store and it's mandatory mandatory to wear a mask, or if it's you know wash your hands as soon as you walk in the door, that kind of thing. Implement the same type of stuff in the school. It's pretty simple. Um, I mean, in complicated, it takes work, but it's pretty simple. And and at, from what I've heard, they're doing that. But you know, I know about a good buddy of mine. Like he he's part of this uh, day school that's attached to his church, and they've had like seven meetings or something about the same issue. And primarily a lot of the people that are on the board are elderly, which nothing against them, but they're the ones that are high risk. So they're scared. So they're shutting down all the kid stuff. And I just don't think that's fair to them because they're low risk. Um, and you know, <laughs> having the flu, having hand, foot, mouth, having the chicken pox, having uh, a stomach virus, all that kind of stuff is no different than getting that at home, getting that on a playground, getting that at Walmart, getting that at Target, and then coming to school and then still practicing good hygiene by making the kids wash their hands after they go to the bathroom. I mean, look, at the end of the day, <laughs> and I know a lot of people hate that phrase, at the very end of the day, everyone has a role. Parent, We as parents, or me and us as parents, have roles with our with our kids. Teachers are employed to do a job and God bless them uh, for doing that job. Cause I'm not saying it's, it's easy and they're undercompensated. However, we all have those roles to play with kids and I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not worried about the young, young, young kids in school right now. Just, just, just stay clean, wash the hands, hand sanitizer, whatever you got to do, put everything in place, put everything in place. When, schools were getting shot up and stuff. And I hate talking about that subject, but what, what did they do? They put a drill in place for kids to, to prepare for that now. Um, well, and, and you, you know, th- this transitions perfectly and segues perfectly into, you know, what, what we were going to talk about today and, and let's, let's hop right into it. You know, you're talking about the drills when, you know, after Columbine and all of these school shootings and stuff going on, <sighs> we're just now starting to see what the mental effects of those are because Columbine was what, about 20 years ago? Something like that. So there's been so many in between. Right. The big big issue is what like parents, like when they actually do these drills with these kids that like you mentioned before, they don't understand what uh, COVID is and stuff like that. They also don't understand what they're doing during the drill, but it's, it's almost too traumatic to explain to them like, Hey, 
if this drill happens, that means there's some coming in with a machine gun to shoot up the place, you know, like, how do you, how do you go about that up, you know, properly and stuff? Well, and at the same time, you know, you've got the kids that are looking at the COVID stuff on the news and all they hear every day is, you know, the hundreds and thousands of people that are dying every day. And they think that if they're going to get sick, they're going to die too. So, you know, the whole mental, mental health side of this, you know, as bad as a lot of adults are handling it, you know, like I said earlier, you know, it's hard to make somebody understand something when we don't understand it ourselves. Right. No. And it's like with, you know, as an imp- impression, impressionable as a five year old is, you don't remember a whole, you don't, re- you know, retain a whole lot, a whole lot of that when you get older. But her memory is going to be wearing a mask at school and wearing a mask when she left the house and stuff like that. Um, it almost kind of in a weird way becomes normal. Um which I hate, but what are you going to do? Because uh, I don't have a memory of, of, of a pandemic or something crazy or, you know, like uh, any type of plague or, you know, Spanish flu. Yeah, or we never had to deal flu. with that. That's what I was saying. We never had to really, yeah, we yeah, never had to is, deal with this that. This is literally that, that once in a century type of thing. There's no... I mean, we're basically in a movie. <laughs> That's how it feels, man. <laughs> when all of this started, have you ever seen the Will Smith movie, I Am Legend? Oh my God! You're gonna ask me if I've seen a movie. How many podcasts have we done when I reference movie? I know. Well, yes, I, well, I've seen it. Oh, okay, that when, <laughs> when this whole pandemic thing started, that's what ran through my head. Yeah, no, I've I've seen it. I have definitely seen it. It's a I, good movie. It's actually a movie I've seen. But um, yeah, one of one of the what four? <laughs> <laughs> Three, but who's counting? Um, uh, I am. <laughs> but you know, that's that's what ran through my head, and it's just like you know, yeah, I can't imagine being a kid and, and you know we're right now we're talking elementary school age but you know let's let's talk a little older you know high school kids going through this you know with no mm-hmm. graduations no senior proms no no homecomings no football games no you know it's <sighs> no i mean no cheerleading no no dude, no chess club like nothing yeah nothing. there's no extra uh, curricular like anything right now uh and those like high school years arguably more so college are supposed to be the best times of their life they don't realize it when they're in it you know because i would love to go back to that stuff <laughs> um uh when i didn't have a care in the world and i have to worry about budgets and stuff but mm-hmm. like for real i mean they're that's why i said i would never i would never take that experience uh away from my kid um because of what's going on if things can be handled properly right I don't but the problem write, is yeah. right now you've got schools that are saying yeah we're going to open back up and we're going to let kids back in but there's going to be no fall sports and there's going to be no this and no that and no the other. So yeah. they're, they're so taking scholarships, the, scholarships are out the window. Oh, I don't even like, want to think the, about that. And we'll get into some of that here shortly, but you know, so yeah, school's open, but you know, you say you don't want to take those experiences away from your kids, but they're already being taken away. <sighs> things are being canceled. I know. I know, you know, from the, the scientific side of things, it's easy to say I'm not worried about, you know, the kids getting sick, but my concern is the kids, you know, carrying the illness to other people. Yeah. You know, and that's my concern. Um, right. But, but, but that, you know what? That boils down to the, I'm my rights. I'm not going to wear a mask. Right. So we're, you're concerned about them bringing it somewhere else if they contracted it, but then, you know, uh, wear a mask outside of the house or me saying, oh, that's my right. I'm not going to do it. If she gave it to me and I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Then there it goes. It gets spread out somewhere, you know, and some poor fellow that's 65, 70 years old standing next to me. And, uh, because of my own, uh, ignorance, you know, uh, by not wearing a mask, uh, he gets it and maybe he doesn't make it. Um, it's, I, there's it's, just so much stuff that's un- it's such a, it's, a, it's so messy. Well, you know, it, there's just so much stuff that's unknown about it. You yeah. know, and and again, that you know, that goes back to what we were saying early on. But you know, let's let's get back to to the mental health side of things with the kids. Mm. You know, you've got middle school kids and high school kids that you know grew up the same way we did, living a normal life until five months ago. You know, and now, yeah, you know, let's be honest. You know, high school years, middle school years. You know, 
thank God for puberty. Those are the, the toughest times, you know, know growing up. That was kind of fun for me. I, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you're, you're starting to get things in places that you've never gotten things before. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That, that, that part. That, yeah. That so, part so you're good. trying to, yeah. you're trying to figure life out and all of a sudden they throw this in on top of it. And it's like, I, right. I can see the, I can see, uh, yeah, know, I can see the middle school thing. Yeah. But high school, man, I had everything figured out. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything. <laughs> but you, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I can see how uh, how how it would mess with a kid's head, and yeah, I mean, and, and like I was saying before, like, uh, well, we talked earlier, it, take it to the next level, in, in the you know, into college. Uh, uh, we're in summertime right now, so you know, what if they got those accepted letters and and mm-hmm. uh, and the mail, and like somebody's going to Harvard, someone's going to Yale, someone's going to you know, wherever, uh, and, or, you know, some of the other public and private schools and stuff. And if you get, you build up your entire high school tenure, um, the four years that it takes and all the efforts that it took to get you into the school that you wanted to go to. And you get that, you finally achieve like one of the biggest victories of your adult life. It doesn't get ripped away from you, but it does get taken away for a little bit. Well, and, and, and then let's, let's, look a little further than that you know you've got these kids that you know graduated with a 412 gpa which you know gpas are ridiculous now i i know when i was in high school the highest you could get was like a 4.0 now it's like ridiculous but you know you've got these kids that have studied that hard you know they've gotten their scholarships they're going to school you know when they get out of school in four years what are they going to be looking at job market wise i mean it's already a it's already tough to get a really good gig, no matter what college you come out of. I feel like um, uh, right out of the gate, because you know you have the schooling world, and then you have the real world. And even in the barbershop world, I've been ridiculed about hiring people out of like barber co- college and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? Eat, eat, eat it. Like, shut up, because everybody deserves a shot at some point in their life, and. I'm not going to be hoity-toity and say, oh, no, there's no way I'm going to hire someone green and blah, 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 blah. But that's just one example of many. Um, so it takes time. And what jobs can you go to right now? Well, and, <laughs> and that adds that much more stress on, you know, the younger generations out there that, you know, have always been taught, well, you know, graduate high school, do what you're supposed to do, get your college yep. education, you'll have a great job. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now they're coming to the realization that probably won't be the case. No. no. Well, I know. And it's the new norm right now. I mean. I hate that term. <sighs> I get it. I, I get it. I get it. I But I hate that term. I would never use a term like that if if all of 2020 so far hasn't been a mess like this. I mean, we're, I mean half of the year is over. I, I know. Mean, it's crazy. More than half, right? Yeah, more yeah. than half of the year's over. So we're we're I don't know. It's sad, man. I mean, it makes me depressed thinking about it. And um, it's just hard to do anything right now. And you know, we wonder: Is college football going to be a thing? Are they going to social distance in stadiums? I mean, seeing those cardboard cutouts in baseball right now baseball being like it's happening but you can buy a cardboard cutout for like sixty dollars and mm-hmm. put it in, in the stadium for life or, or not life but for the season right it's like i guess one side of me thinks they'll do anything for a buck and the other side is a fan will do anything to be a part of what's going on absolutely um so it's a it's you know it's win-win i guess by but- the way my favorite was the guy that put uh bernie from weekend at bernie i saw it i saw it yes you've seen another that's movie. amazing i was like yeah i love that when i, I was a kid good. i loved those movies but they were so great but I yeah i mean you, you you mentioned the the college football thing and, and yeah we talked a little bit about uh before we started recording and you know that's kind of the world i come from you know, I, I saw earlier today, and we're recording this on Sunday evening, but, you know, I saw earlier today that, you know, two, two of the, the big commissioners in, in the Power Five college football conferences, um, you know, the Power Five, you know, the, the five biggest college football conferences in the game, you know, the ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, and, and Pac-12, 
um, you know, two of the five think there's not going to be a season. Right. So and that's that's been the biggest talk, you know. Well, and everybody's, you know, and I've had this conversation with other people about the NFL, and they're like, "Well, they just need to shut up and play." I'm like, "Yeah, but you're not looking at the human side of this because." Nor will they. Well, I mean, the thing is, these guys have families too, and it's, it's dude, it's a not fun league for a reason. Well, you know, the, the they're like, "Well, why don't they just build a bubble for the NBA like they did for the NBA?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, but the NBA only has 11 guys on a team." Football yeah. teams have 53, if not a lot more this season because of what's going on. That's just not feasible. I thought only 32 dressed. Uh, no, 54 dress. Oh, okay. Uh, um, 54 dress, and there's normally a bunch of cuts, but because there's no preseason this year, they're adding guys to the roster. So, you know, not to mention the NBA, they're playing all of their games in Orlando. Well, you can't play all of your NFL games in one place. No. <laughs> so, you know, figure each organization travels 150 people. It's it's just it's not it's not realistic. No. But, but even out but talking, even outside of was, outside of sports. Well, I was like, going to say hold, I, hold that thought. But you know, going back no. to the college football thing, um, yep. you know, let, let's let's take it a step further. These kids have worked most of their lives to try to go pro. What happens yeah. to the seniors now that we're supposed to go into the NFL draft? <laughs> how, do, how do you have a draft if there's no season? Uh, how, you you know, these kids that have scholarships, what's going to happen to their scholarship? Yeah, I mean, they can't go to, they can't go to camp. And, you, know, and <laughs> you know, so now, now you've got that stress on top of it. So, you know, for, for a lot of people, they, they look at sports as, as, well, that's my entertainment. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true to a point. But the athletes, that's their life. Well, uh, uh, that's their job. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, you know, I've got a new nine to five and you're opening a barber shop. These guys just happen to be athletes. Right. And you know what? It, those athletes, especially professional and ones that are aspiring to be professional. You and I both know how passionate those guys are. Oh, absolutely. Passionate to, to it takes a, a huge amount of uh, overcoming adversity and passion to get to where they are. And to have that ripped away, I can't imagine what the brain's going through for those guys. That's why you see then, so many guys when they retire, they 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 lose it. They lose everything. Yeah. Yeah, right. And they're just sitting there instead of preparing themselves for the day that they get to camp to prove themselves or get signed and then prove themselves, play in those uh, preseason games and all that other kind of stuff just to sit there and then battle the quarantine 15, like they say, and just sit I mean, then you have to go and it takes a certain mindset to go into overdrive, basically, and stay fit, stay trained, stay on top of things, whether you're playing with your kids and shooting Nerf guns and running around them, whatever the case may be, you have to find it and dig and dig. And we are, I mean, come on, man, Americans, I'm not bashing Americans, but I'm saying like uh, us as I don't want to say it's sense of entitlement, but it's like no. In a way, it is. In a way, it is. But you can't like. It's like just because it was there, like you got it when it was there, and then this pandemic happened, and you come back, and you're out of shape, and you're slow, and you know. Uh, oh damn! I was just about to do another movie reference, but I will not. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I don't have to. Mike Tyson. Look at Mike mm-hmm. Tyson when he fought Buster Douglas. Mm-hmm. He didn't take it seriously. He didn't train. He didn't do anything, and fucking that guy knocked him out. Right. Plain simple. That's what I mean. Right. So athletes are sitting around right now, and hopefully they're taking advantage of the time to stay at their at their peak level and whatnot without coaches telling them what to do. Well, right, you know but, I mean? but you know what? You can work out in a gym and train all you want, but there's nothing that matches game speed or, or, or you know, no. being in a game. That, and, no. you know, you're going to see, I, I'm telling you right now, and I'm calling my shot, you're going to see so many injuries. Oh, man. That's a very good point. Because, oh. you know, and, and again, because they're not getting the training they need to because of the pandemic and what's going on. Not to mention, yeah. they've got to... Look, I, honestly, I don't know how there's how there's going to be an NFL season this year. I, I, don't, I don't know either. I mean, you, I you, can't, you can't social distance on a football field. No. You can't you social distance in a huddle. No. And fans, too. I mean... I don't know. I, I so, think the number I heard, I keep hearing, is between 20 and 25% capacity in stadiums. I haven't heard any of that. All I heard was masks. I, I've heard that, that most stadiums will probably be between 20 and 25% filled. This is just this. 
every single little fucking COVID thing is, it doesn't matter if you're a millionaire or if you're broke and on the street, it affects you. Yeah. It's, 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 it's hindering someone in, in some way and, and not to like take up the whole show with sports, but like go back to like college kids, like, uh, people that are freshmen in college or, or whatever, like, and they want to, I never really partook in any of this stuff, but sororities and fraternities, mm-hmm. you know, those are something that they kind of, when they get out of school and all that stuff, they think about those days. And when they, they, they create a family in those, in those uh, fraternities and sororities and whatnot. And they, you know, they have that special bond and connection. It's not happening right now. <laughs> And to, to, and I go back to being accepted into the college you want to be in and then not be able to go to that college and you're just sitting at home, you know, it's like, it's almost like a, a sense of accomplishment just ripped away from you for a little bit, hopefully. Um, but well, and, being and deprived. Again, you, you say for a little bit, hopefully we don't know how long this is going to be. No, that's the thing, man. Uh, you know, four months ago, we all thought by now we'd be back to normal and we're not, we're not even close, not even close. You know, so, I mean, you're right. That That's like the high school reference I made. You know, it's great. Send kids back to school, but there's no sports and no prom and no homecoming and no parties and no this and no that. And it's like. This this single virus is depriving them from their youth. It's sad to think about. Very sad to think about. You know. But everybody, too. Well, yeah. I mean, it's depriving them of their youth. And then at the same time, you've got all of these people that are dying from this disease that their families aren't even getting a chance to say goodbye. Mm-mm. You know, they're not, they're not they, having they can't proper, go in the hospital. Well, and they're not having, you know, proper memorials or funerals. And yeah, you know, I had a friend that, that passed away at the beginning of all of this and there still hasn't been a, a proper funeral, a, a proper memorial. And I mean, this happened back, I want to say late March, early April. Yeah. Because, uh, that's... you know, they're like, if we don't want to have a private thing for, you know, with 10 people, because, this guy knew so many, so many people and touched so many lives. We that's not fair. He deserves, yeah. he, you know, he deserves more than that. I mean, just the, the like, think about this. Let it resonate. The mere fact of people graduating high school or graduating co- college not being in a stadium or not being in, you know, a gymnasium or something like that, throwing their hats up with like messages in them and dudes not wearing boxers and just totally like, you know, free balling it and stuff like that for fun. <laughs> but guess what? They're sitting in front of a computer instead with a webcam. You know, yeah. I somebody I know, their son graduated from USF, uh, University of South Florida this weekend. And it was so depressing watching him sitting there in his cap and gown, sitting in front of his computer at home. I mean, going through an it, online, you know, ceremony. It was like, oh. I mean, if that doesn't say, if that doesn't spell it out, I mean, that's it. I mean, that's just, oh, the you can't, you can't, you can't get that back. You can't call a redo on that, right? Yeah. Like it's like, oh, hey, we're good now. Let's go redo last year's graduation. It's like, eh, now go fuck yourself. I got other stuff to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be that person's only memory of graduating was, oh yeah, I did it in front of a computer screen. Yeah, dude, everything's gonna change from here on out. Every jobs are gonna change. The way people stay in offices and work remotely is gonna change. Um, every, I mean, this thing will have changed us. In some way, shape, or form, when we get out of it, hopefully, um, and it's—I don't know, man. It's—it's—it sucks. Get, it sucks. I am, dude. It sucks. Yeah, you know, and like you said, the the political side of this is just—you know—it's being exacerbated by the political strife that's going on in this country, anyways. The political divide that's been going yeah. on for years. You know, and this is just forever. Oh yeah. Now they're 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 capitalizing on it, utilizing it for to support their own narrative, right? Um, and you know, obviously support their side and opinion, uh, and rhetoric. So I, I can't recall in and of itself. Yeah, I, I can't recall a time in this country. I mean, obviously, you know, besides the Civil War, where things were as divided as they are right now. Oh. I mean, I feel like they always have been, but not like this. Yeah, and and we're not we're not going down the the, the political road, so don't like trip out. But 
you know, it, no, it, we're just talking about like like the riots, the peaceful protesting, well, the things that are happening, like all that shit, and just how black and white everything is. It, it doesn't matter if you have a cold or if you have COVID. It, it's it's just bl- it's just black or white. Well, it's and, totally and divided. you know, with, with everybody on edge already, the Corona thing is just exacerbated by by all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so look, my best advice. And Brandon, I think you'll agree because you actually come from this world. Uh, turn the news off for once in a while. I've been watched it since March. You know, know what you need to know. Do your own homework, but try to avoid the news. And and this is coming from a guy who's a newsie. Uh, if I'm working, I've got news on somewhere, and I I can't anymore. I just can't. Uh, and I, yeah. If I, and and you said try to stay away. I would say try harder. To stay away from it because it doesn't help. Yeah. It doesn't help. You know, if you're going to watch something, if you're going to watch something, and I'm, I'm totally going to flip this, if you're going to watch something, Shark Week starts tonight. <laughs> Before you get into Shark Week, <laughs> let, let me let me finish my thought. We'll get back into No, that. I want to talk about Shark Week. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get there. Give me, give me two minutes. I, I know. Okay. You know, on. all I was going to say was, you know, as stressful as it is for you, you know, sit down and talk to your kids about what's going on. You know, make they sure that they're understand. in a good place. Make sure mentally, you know, that they're they're strong and they're hanging in there as as well as you want them to. Because you know, a lot of kids don't know how to express when they're stressed out and you know, not not dealing with things as well as they need to be. Um, and they don't understand what they're what they're feeling. Right. I can't. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. So if they don't understand if, what, if it, yeah, if, yeah, if they don't understand what they're feeling and they don't understand what's going on, how do you, how do you want them to stay sane in this this crazy ass time? Like, I mean, here's a really good example. Uh, back in the day, uh, um, we would just sporadically, you know, working in radio, you get perks, you get free tickets to theme parks and stuff here in Florida. So sporadically, we'd use them before. They expired, so we just wake up in the morning, drive to Disney World, and then come back. Um, you know, a same day trip, and next thing you know, you get home. I'm a kid, and I've got like stuff that I bought or we bought from Disney World and like you know Universal Studios, and then all of a sudden I got sad, and I never understood why. Like why? Why, why do I feel so like? I didn't know. I, you know, I wanted to say like down, but I don't. I didn't understand what the feeling was, but it was. It was depressive you know what i mean like fuck i I was having so much fun and now it's like i gotta go to school you know i don't know what the sunday blues are but i guess that may have been what i was going through but imagine the kids going through the same thing and they just don't understand what they're going through it's really confusing we all have to remember depression and all that stuff and mental illness is 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 not a choice It's 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 a disease and it's dangerous and kids that have it early on um i guess like myself if that's true uh, don't know what to do with it until it becomes too late or too much of an issue. So, you know, I, I'd just be really cognizant of that and pay attention to what's going on and talk to your kids. And if they're five or if they're 12 or if they're 18, same thing. Like, talk to them. Yeah. Figure out what's going on. Make sure they're good. And make sure you're you're good yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And... You know, like I said, kids express things in different ways. So just, you know, keep an eye on them. You know, let them know, you know, yeah, things suck. But, you know, hopefully it'll get, you know, it'll get better sooner than later. And, you know, obviously it'll get better if they watch Shark Week. Yes, maybe. (laughs) If you're a five-year-old, you're like all about it no matter what. If If you're 38 and you're me... You're not really expecting much. The past few years... I'll say, Mr. Thompson, the floor is yours. Dude, all right, look, let's talk about Shark Week. Okay, let's talk about Shark Week. Anybody that is has just gotten excited about Shark Week and they see all the promos and stuff like that, and they're like, okay, this is going to be great. The past few years, they've it's like the prime time. Like, I feel like most Shark, Pe- Shark Week people sit down in front of the TV and all that kind of stuff the first night. And then that you're supposed to launch with your greatest like one. And I remember when the first air jaws ever came out and stuff like that, I was like, Jesus, these 15 feet, like, or, you know, 13, 15 feet, uh, massive predators, like breach water and completely come out when they're like, you know, at seal Island, stuff like that. That was the coolest thing ever. 
now they still play that show and they do the same damn filming and the same it nothing really changes but it's still cool um but they would launch with cool new shit like that but now they're like they're it's like they launch with a fake documentary that's supposed to just slide by as if it's not fake and it's real but they're so lame so i'm just like like my kid is super excited and we're going to wear like shark like onesies together and watch shark week and stuff but and that's for her right but 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 i'm I, i'm just i'm i'm trying to be optimistic but i'm you know discovery channel you guys have fucked shit up <laughs> for the past like four or five years now i'm just gonna say it right now and everybody it's like twitter goes nuts it's like like I remember, they came out with a with an episode. Uh, the first episode was Megalodon, and everybody was like, "Is this real? Is this not?" And I'm like, "Oh man, Twitter universe is gonna explode." Sure, shit, Megalodon, Shark Week, it's all trending, and people are talking shit. But then they continue to do it each and every year afterwards, and I'm like, "Did you not learn your lesson? We don't want to see a fake documentary. We want to see real fucking teeth and blood and crazy shit going on, legs being ripped off. Like, what's Shark Week? Let's do it right." And they fuck it up. they want to see arms and legs ripped off look man (laughs) I I would be lying if I said otherwise I love that hey look there's a shark (laughs) like we want to we want to protect them they're loving and we don't want them to be endangered Uh, beautiful animals but let's watch them bite off legs (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's great! I, I, I've, this is going to come to a, a as a shock to you, but I, I don't think I've seen five minutes of any Shark Week ever. God, how are you human? <laughs> oh! <laughs> I don't get it. Ah. That's all right. That's all right. That's right. You continue to watch your news and and just you know sit there and sulk in your negativity. Yeah, you know me so well. <laughs> all right. Well, look, that's going to do it for this week. I, real quick. You did you tell me that something cool was kind of going on with with the podcast being nominated for something? Ah, yeah. So uh, my assistant manager informed me that we got a few nominations, and I guess we're up for best podcast uh, for. Did you, was that the creative loafing thing? Creative loafing, best of the bay. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, I vote every morning. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, awesome. And, I mean, oddly enough, the machine shop got nominated for some stuff and we're not open yet. So awesome. My, my favorite that, was but, you telling me that uh, it was nominated for best band. I think, yeah, she, I thought she was joking. And then we just had a staff meeting uh, yesterday and we we're like, you know, just hanging out and getting some stuff done. And she mentioned it again, being best band. I was like, are you, wait, I thought you were joking. She goes, no, somebody did. I don't know. And I'm like, we're not a fucking band. That's great. Okay, cool. I would say I love cranking the the machine shop uh, barber company up to about 12 with some whiskey at night with a cigar. Yeah. And, and just cranking yeah. it. Um, yeah. The, the music that is, <laughs> cranking the music. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I kind of left that open-ended. Let me clarify. I just step away from that. So, yeah, obviously the, these awards are, are, are taken real serious, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know who it was that nominated us or, or whatever, but uh, thank, thank you for you. the acknowledgement. That's that's I, I that's kind of cool. So um, I believe uh, is it creativeloafing.com probably. Yeah, it's creativeloafing.com I think, and then you could probably search Best of the Bay. I don't know. It's there. It's there. Oh, I'm sure it's not a complicated process. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll actually put the link in the uh, show notes. Best of oh, there you go. Day. Yeah, that's good. Good idea. I'm typing this as I talk, hence I sound like a goof. Um, Never. Yeah, I guess it's uh, cltampa.com. Obviously, creative loafing, tampabay.com. Uh, cltampa.com uh, backslash BOTB2020. So I'll put the link up. Uh, in the show notes, but yeah, that, that's kind of cool. So we don't stand a snowball's chance in Miami of winning this thing because it's a popularity contest. But um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's cool that that somebody thought enough of us to include us. So yeah, uh, I think the win is just the nomination. To be honest, oh absolutely, absolutely. So whoever it was out there that you know threw our name in the hat, thank you. We we appreciate it, and you know, thank you to all of you guys for for listening to our insanity and. 
you know, our incessant ramblings at times and, you know, hopefully just us talking to to each other uh, about what's going on in our lives kind of helps you guys get through yours. And that's that's kind of what we're doing. Uh, we do want to hear more from you guys, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make sure. To and check I want to be called out. Like if somebody wa- watches Shark Week tonight and they're like, that guy is full of shit. This is awesome. Call me out. <laughs> Social media just blast me and I'll be like, Dang, well, hey. I-, I was going to say, you know, make sure to visit the place for my head uh, website, a place for my head dot com. Um, you know, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, we want to get some of you guys on the show to, to share your stories that, you know, we want to get back to that. Um, and, and definitely, you know, a, a lot of people out there have been through a lot of stuff and, you know, I, I think their stories when they open up can, can help a lot of people. And, you know, I, we really need to get back to that. So, um, 100%. yeah, again, that's uh, a place for my head.com. Um, you can also find us on social media. He's at Brandon Promo. I am at Jerry Petuck, P-E-T-U-C-K. Uh, we need to come up with a hashtag for the show other than Get It Out. Um, or along with Get It Out, I should say. Um, so uh, what's, wrong, what's wrong with Get It Out? Nothing at all. But I found like on Instagram and stuff that a lot of people use it for stuff unrelated to what we're doing. Oh, God. It's not like bad stuff, is it? Oh, yeah. No, it, it's a bunch of porn. But uh, no, it's, it has nothing to do with that. Um, okay, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll keep using the, the hashtag get it out, but you know, whether it's hashtag AP FMH or, or something like that. So we can, we can communicate with you guys a little better. We want to make this as interactive as possible because, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're doing this, you know, to help you guys as well as ourselves. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, guys just hang in there. Keep your heads up, you know, turn the news off, try to stay sane and, uh, you know talk to your kids yeah talk to your kids you know make sure they're all right make sure they kind of understand what's going on and make sure they understand that this isn't the norm i I can't stress that enough so until next week guys he's brandon thompson my name is jerry p tuck thanks again for listening tell your friends about us and and make sure to subscribe and and download anywhere you can and uh until next week make sure to hashtag get it out This is a Life in the Fast Lane with Black Moses, Alan Lane Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Listen, man, it's your boy, Mr. Black Moses, host of Life in the Fast Lane. On this week's episode, I break down my five steps to success thus far. There might be five and a half, but (laughs) we break them down. Five steps to success thus far. Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. Let's ride. Life in the Fast Lane with Black Moses, Alan Lane can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.